Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. If you want to hear more than just this highlight from the program, become a Coast Insider, and you can listen to the full episode plus recent shows covering the mysterious death of Kurt Cobain, the possibility that government may soon reveal the truth about UFOs, and the power of witchcraft as told by an actual practicing witch. Start listening now by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. We are back with Rich Martini as we're talking about the afterlife. Rich's website is his name, linked up at coasttocoastam.com. Back to a little bit about Michael Newton. He was really a giant in his field, wasn't he? Absolutely. He really was. And But before we get to Michael, I just want to finish up something about Harry Dean Stanton. So I went to Harry Dean's memorial service. And you remember how I said five women were sitting around him and uh, Jennifer had told me five women were around him and there was a baby there? So I'm at the memorial and I meet one of the five women who were sitting around him on his deathbed. I didn't know that. Jennifer didn't know that. But there they were. And they told me that as he lay dying, he suddenly said, hand me the baby. Hand me the baby. And they were all looking at each other like, what is he talking about? But Jennifer had just told me that a week earlier. And the other thing was, there was a very specific... So I asked Harry to show Jennifer, because she didn't know who he was. I said, Harry, show Jennifer where you're going in Monterey. And she said, oh, it seems like some kind of a rock concert or a music thing. I said, Harry, show her who's playing. She didn't. She wasn't aware of the Monterey Pop Festival. I mean, not everybody is, but Hendrix was there, and, you know, all these great artists were there. And she said... I see Prince playing, and I laughed, and I said, look more carefully. What's this Prince-looking guy doing? Is he, is he, what's he doing? She said, he's playing guitar. Oh, it's Jimi Hendrix. Jeez. She saw it right there. And later on, I talked to Fred Roos, and I said, Fred, I need some confirmation about this trip you took with Harry Dean back in 1967. Who did you go and see? Jimi Hendrix. I said, did you have a flat tire on the trip? No, he did not. And there were other details that Harry gave me to tell people at this memorial service, private information, that I went up to them and said, I know this is going to sound crazy, but Harry told me to ask you about this. And both people said, oh, my God, that is exact. I just went to my doctor's office. I'm, I'm getting treated for that. So they weren't freaked out. They were freaked out. They were. They were completely but they, freaked But they out. believed you. Well, they believe me because they know me, and they know I'm not making this up, and they know Luana. You see, Luana is the key. They knew her very well. And so when I mentioned her name, and same with Harry Dean, that's how I knew Harry. I mean, over the years, I I did a Laverne and Shirley with Harry Dean. Yeah, I was a pizza delivery guy years ago, and I jammed with him in concerts, and, and I sat with him at Dantana. So I knew him over the years, but mainly because of Luana. But now let's shift over to Michael Newton for a second. Yes, he was a giant in his field, but I've discovered that Helen Wamba, a doctor from um, New Jersey, had done the same research 10 years prior to Newton, same kind of research, people under hypnosis talking about choosing their lives. It's identical to Newton's research. He wasn't aware of it that I'm, that I'm aware of, because, but his research was different, but still, she was using hypnosis as this tool. So the last time that I saw you, George, was in Colorado. That's right. And just prior to the show, I'm talking to Jennifer Schaefer, and she said, your friend is here. And I said, who's that? And she said, Morton. I said, who's Morton? She went, 
that guy that's in your book. So she had mixed up his name, Michael Newton, as Morton. As Morton. But what's funny about that is if she was huh. trying to implant something, you know, why would she get the name wrong? But she said, yeah, well, he's here. And he, and he wants to tell you he's taking notes over there about the process of how to talk from the flip side to this side. I said, wait, let me clarify this. He's, helping, he's figuring out how to help people here talk to their loved ones who passed away. She said, no, the opposite. He's trying to help people over there communicate with people over here. I said, okay, Michael, would you do me a favor? I'm going to see George Nuri next week. Give me a one, two, three. How do we talk to our loved ones on the other side? He said, just say their name. I said, do you say their name aloud or do you say it in your head? He said, Richard, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I said, okay, well, how do people differentiate between making something up if they're asking questions to their loved ones on the other side, making it up or whether it's accurate? He said, when you ask them a question and they answer it before you can form the question, then you'll know you're connected. Hmm. Very simple one, two, three. You can try it. Anyone can try it. You can take out a photograph, look at a photograph of your loved one. You don't need to, but that's fine. You can do that. Right. Ask them questions that you don't know the answer to. That would be nice. If you ask them, how are you? I'm fine. Every time I ask somebody on the flip side to give me one sentence, like, what's it like for you? They say, I can fly. I can fly? They can, say that? I can fly. Why would they say that? Because your ability to move from one place when you're outside of time and space to another place... It's instant, isn't it? It's instant. It's yeah. literally saying, I'm going to Paris. Boom, I'm there. I've done this a number of times with different mediums. Uh, Kim Babcock was out visiting me. She's from Ohio. I wasn't visiting me, but I met her, and I interviewed her. And during our interview, I said... Um, a friend of mine passed away. His name's Bill, and I'd like to talk to him. And she said, he's been waiting to talk to you. I said, oh, okay, great. She's, I said, so, Bill, uh, you know, would you tell us something, what's going on, what's your experience? She de detailed exactly how he passed away. He had a heart issue. There was problems with his heart. Um, he, and he, he did these things where he was on medication, and, he, and she described all these different things. But then... She started teasing me, just the way my friend Bill did, where he was mocking me. <laughs> I said, well, tell me, what's it like for you over there? He said, I can fly. I said, okay, that's great. He said, there's no time, there's no death. And he said that he realized once he crossed over that he was so afraid of dying during his life that he, that became a wave that he passed along to other people, fear of, of health issues. Finally, I said, Bill, would you show this friend of mine who you are? And he, he did like a zip lip. I, I'm not going to tell you. And I'll tell you in a second. And so now I took, I'm talking to Jennifer Schaefer, and I did the same thing. And I talked to Bill. And she says, oh, he's hilarious. He's making fun of you. He's, he had a heart condition. You know, he, right. And she uh, sees all this. She's seeing this. And she says to me, why is he showing me a picture of the Titanic? And I said, because he's associated with it. And she said, was he in the movie? I said, yes, he was. I said, Bill, show her what you did in that movie. And she looked at me with eyes wide. I'm filming this. She says, is this Bill Paxton? 
Yes, it is. That's amazing. I knew Bill very well. Just died. Yeah, we were close friends when he was starting out. He was going to star in my first movie, and he helped me rewrite the script. And we stayed friends over the years. I hadn't seen him in a while. But, you know, on the phone a couple times. But very aware of his persona. So when he reached out to both of these people, two different mediums, in Jennifer's case, he, I said, Billy, show her what it was like for you in that bathosphere. Jennifer doesn't know what a bathosphere is, but she went, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm next to the Titanic. I can see the Titanic. Bill went on trips with Jim Cameron. He went on like six trips down to the Titanic. No, not everybody knows this. Yes, you can look it up, but Jennifer didn't know what I was talking about. But she had the experience. He showed it to her. And he showed her other things and talked to her about other stuff. But mostly he wanted to say this, that when people pass away, your family is stressed. You have to give them, obviously, space to understand it and, and you know. And the mourn. Yeah. Exactly, and mourn and grieve. And you can't be the person running in saying, hey, there's a message for you. But eventually they find the message. They will hear from somebody who said, hey, did you hear so-and-so said these things about your pal? And that's and I and the, the last time I talked to Bill, he said, "I want you to reach out to my family and let them know I'm okay, I'm fine over here, and I can fly." And he's keeping an eye on them. These kinds of things. He wanted me to reach out to him, so I have, through you know, mutual friends. I'm not trying to sell this to anybody as a concept or an idea. I talk about it on my website, but ultimately, you know. Who's a better judge of when I'm talking to a friend on the flip side than somebody who knows their syntax, you know, knows their jokes and knows how they would talk? And if you're doing it through a medium, and, and like I'm not recommending all mediums. We don't have to all wear pyramid hats now. We don't have to assume that mediums are correct. My point is be skeptical. If you're going to talk to a medium, you know, find out that they've helped other people. And then I would say focus your questions on the here and now not on what's going to happen in the future because, you know, that there's so many other elements at play. If you haven't met your, the love of your life, allow that it's possible that you signed up for a lifetime that you're not going to meet the love of your life. That's okay, too. You're eventually going to get back together with them. You put, it's like putting a block up, isn't it? Yeah, it's like putting a block up. And, and what happens is, and this is why I thought Harry's statement was so interesting, you know, he said, believe in the afterlife. And now everybody gets, you know, it's counterintuitive. What? But if you open yourself up to the possibility that there's an afterlife, then you stop worrying about it so much. And now you can focus on life, what you're doing here. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.